Hello out there. I am catching you guys up with my life. This is Kill Hall, Hall Ball, however you want to call me. Damn hell. It has been a couple weeks slash month. Hooey! Grandmother had to go to the hospital because of pneumonia or something. She got tested. She's not positive at all. Um, hospital people who's going to help us out, which is nice. We don't have to worry too much about about semantics so every once in a while they're going to come by and help and like do, do like a checkup on her like house call checkup which is nice and insurance is going to help pay for it nice um, uh, let's see I literally had not talked to that one girl um, at all um, completely my fault for not even checking up on her or anything at all. Uh, um, I really should have just kept the conversation going. But I can't, me personally, I can't really do that if I can't hear your voice. If I can't hear your voice at all in a conversation, it's just strictly text. It's really hard for me to to keep you in mind of uh, about things, and so that relationship, whatever it whatever it may be called, was never really a tight one or a very good one in the sense that she herself was lacking a lot. In the sense that she wasn't, I don't honestly don't understand her situation. It, but it, just on my side of whatever this was, it looks like it looked like she wasn't looking for a job. She wasn't bothering to, even though she quote had a job already. It's like she didn't bother to look for second comp, second income or the actual, quote, handouts that idiotic people say they are handouts, which is actually helpful, which is like a food bank or something, or like a church ministry or church food bank or something. Just be part of a, quote, church just so you can at least get part of the food bank or something like that. So that way you can at least not go fucking hungry. Um, I don't know. Talk to uh, your neighbors if you can. If you don't have sketchy neighbors, see if they can help you out with not the rent, but at least like a like a every once in a while toss you a couple bottles of water or something. If you're if you're available to do that or something. If you're already not okay with your neighbors or they're not okay with you and stuff, yeah, you out. You're out. You're out. You're you're, you're out of luck there. And all this other stuff. And she was in a state that I have no idea of how the situation is. Because 
I've barely left North Carolina. And I mean barely. I've left it a couple times to go on, like, quote vacations and trips and stuff. That's as far as I've gotten. As far as I've gotten out of North Carolina was Michigan. And that was it. That was the last... That was the furthest place I've been. I wouldn't mind, but the last the last couple months of the year, no matter during in the past and during this COVID stuff, my life is always hectically busy at the end of the year. And like almost slightly, extremely even more busy at the beginning of, like, beginning of the year and stuff like that for, and stuff like that. But my problem is, is that it is the, uh, COVID stuff has basically shut down everything I usually do. Um, January and February. So this year I desperately want to try to keep at least one of my traditions still alive. At least with my family. Um I know it's not a good thing and stuff, like a tremendous like thing on stuff like that. But I would love just at least keep that this one tradition that my family has at least with my grandpa and me like my grandpa on one day a year he would go to this one area for a camp out that, that was always special to him because his friends would always hang out with him there and his new friends that were out of state that he could never really visit would come there too and be vendors or teachers at this uh, cultural event at this college and he would help in the kitchen area like to help serve food and stuff and eventually I as a kid whenever my mom would take me up there and my other two brothers and my sister one year up there to um just hang out a little bit and see how some of the classes and stuff. I always found it nice. Then I started working it and it was really good and it actually was fun and stuff. And it was even more fun that me that I could share with my baby brother because he helped, he got he wanted to do it too. Not my second brother not my first brother but my second brother did. So, my baby brother and me continued my grandpa's tradition, at least I tried to at least, whenever I was up there, in the sense that if I wasn't up there at all, if, if, the, if I was up there at all, if I could make it as much as possibly I could, I tried to make sure I was off those days from whatever job I have or had, so I could make it to those days. Make it for that day, for at least that night, that day or night, because it was like a, it was a night, 
So it was a two-night, one-whole-day event. And then that, that basically it was a Friday night, all day Saturday, and then Sunday morning, everybody was a cleanup. But that Friday night is what my grandpa always did. And, and it was like the kickoff of the night for everybody. And since it was the best fun he's ever done and stuff like that. And um, I was never big into the, uh, the big event there. But I always loved hanging out with people. And talking and talking old stories and stuff like that. Listening to the old guard and stuff like that. But my problem is like now I'm the old guard. And I don't have as many stories as... As uh, as they did, but I still had some stories about the crazy shit that happened in the past. It's nothing like the craziness and stuff that happened with the other old guard above me, or that I listened to. But it was still it, it still felt a little bit of the same, in the sense that you you could feel it's the feeling that. An older generation of you is telling the story, and some people are interested in the story. Other people aren't interested in the story because they've heard it a hundred times before, or they actually halfway lived it. And um, it's that kind of feeling. And I'm now that person to my brother's generation, <laughs> which is sad and, and sad to say to. For my feeling, anyway. But in general, I always felt this was a great event to hold, to hold and stuff. But I'm definitely going to try to make sure it happens again. And at least, at, at least the night out part, anyway. At least the night out part. Um, because. Especially where where it was, because that that was that was nice. My grandpa always tried to make it to one Pacific restaurant, which was Boxcar Grill in Statesville. That Pacific restaurant. There's other Boxcar Grills in North Carolina, but the Pacific one that he always liked to go to was the one in Statesville. And so I always. Once a year, I want to try to make it up there to that Pacific restaurant. If we don't make it up to there at that Pacific time, we always try to go out and eat up there at a different restaurant. My part of the tradition is, if I can't make it to Boxcar Grill, I try to make it to a restaurant that I haven't been to up there at all. And so far, I've kept my promise on that. I think only maybe one or two years I did not make it because it was the event was snowed out because in North Carolina January is the year that our winter starts and it starts heavy <laughs> in the sense of ice anyway so in general it's been nice to have a great thing going on and everything like that. Also, I, I can't wait for this year's uh, anime stuff going on. 
because Long Horizon Season 3! Yeah! And I'm like, oh crap, it's Studio Dean. Because I had just realized through one of the uh, YouTuber, anime YouTubers I listened to, um, that they they mentioned the studio that dropped, literally dropped the ball on the newest season. And I mean the newest season that everybody made memes and jokes about the animation quality of the new, okay, it's uh, Seven Deadly Sins. It's the one with Meliodas and, all, and his crew. The newest season of that. I haven't finished it. <coughs> but the only reason I dropped it on the first episode was because they censored the blood. And not in a good way. They literally took the color of the blood and made it neon bleach white. Which really faded the other colors around around in the animation. So it didn't really all look all that great. Also, they did cuts in the sense of like camera cuts to when the violent actually happens in the sense of the actual stabbing of the person and all this other stuff. Also, apparently, the videos that I've actually seen is that it's literally a flash animation of a static figure going across the screen to attack another static figure to and, and they fight that way. That is literally the animation that I, the clip I saw and I don't know how true that is so I might have to just watch how bad it is to see how bad they dropped the animation because I don't know what happened. It may be because of COVID. It may be because some Japanese idiots have vendetta against somebody so they basically screwed the other person over and and just dropped the ball like hell like hell with this and had to move it to a different channel on their Japanese side which had to have sensors on that specific channel just to air and the problem is nowadays I don't even know if it's in Japan anymore, but nowadays in modern culture, at least in most of the anime community, at least in the U.S. anyway, no one watches it on TV. If they do, it's because they don't have internet and it's the only way they can watch it. So, having censorship is the worst way possible to have anything and all that stuff. Yes, I understand Japanese people have... And they have weird censorship laws and stuff like that. In the sense that they can literally just put line, like non-see-through black lines. And you can still see what the image, clearly see what the image is behind it. But yet, the censorship is, oh, okay, we're going to put a comb, literal comb, like black line over the object that you're not supposed to see. But you can still clearly see what it is. So you're not really... You're censoring it, but you're not really censoring it. Does that make any sense? The other part is... That's a great censorship like that. But if it's a blatant... Hey, here's a giant sticker that covers up the majority of the animation... That you can't see what the fuck's going on... 
or literally half the screen is gone bl- blinding with white light or or fog or literally half the screen is black like literally it's been cut off cut cropped to where you can't see anything but other maybe even like one square of the actual whole image that's how bad their censorship jobs are and I mean horrendously bad even if it's coming over to the US or any other country their censorship jobs are so bad so anytime an animation studio has to censor anything it's immediately a turn off or like an immediate what the fuck are you thinking kind of deal so, I'm like, what? No! No! Kind of deal. So, and apparently the reason why Studio Dean, apparently Studio Dean took over Log Horizon Season 2 that I didn't know about at all. So I'm like, oh, so that's why it was a little bit more wordy than it was supposed to what it felt like it was supposed to be near the near the end of the second season. Studio Dean took over. No wonder. Ah, no wonder. I explained that to my brother, and I'm like, ah, oh, damn. Now, and I realized it later. Like, ah, oh, damn it. Studio Dean's taking over season three. Yay, we're getting a season three. But damn it, it's Studio Dean. I really hope they don't fuck it up and censor the hell out of it like they did with with uh, I really hope they don't oh, I really, really hope they don't fucking censor the hell out of it. I also really hope they don't fuck it up in the sense that they just need Also some, also, some other good ones that are supposed to come be coming out. Uh, one that I might continue watching is is a non is a, is a non ironic uh, telling of another isekai, which is basically means the word means from another word uh, or, uh, in another world is literally what the title is. I mean, I mean, not title, but that's literally what that means. It's, it's that kind of genre. And, um... And, uh... Hmm... Don't know what to do! Also, they, um, anyway, this new anime I watched yesterday was, 
it was pretty good in the sense like it was a cute it's got decent it's got good anime it's not decent it, it's got good animation excuse me it's got good animation it flows nicely our style looks cute and it's basically about a country boy who moves to the big city who doesn't know all the norms and that he wants to be a soldier in the um, Royal Guard slash the country's military. He wants to be a military soldier. So he's going up for this test and stuff. Weird thing is, is that his, where his country boy village is, is literally on the other side of this con continent island. And so he literally runs from his side, which is literally the opposite side, straight towards the capital for six days. And encounters bigger versions of what normal insects, bears, um... Basically, what are actual dungeon monsters and stuff that you might encounter? He encounters and calls them normal bugs and stuff like that. Because the the biggest catch is the his village is literally the last remaining relatives and descendants of an ancient culture that deals with rune magic. Which is the most overpowerful magic. And. Also. He's the one of the youngest people. Going to the big city. And he's supposed to be the weakest. Yeah. He's more overpowered than any normal human in that on that island. And. For some reason, basically, it's a comedy isekai that is about a boy not knowing the social norm, too many of the social norms in the sense of what's normal, what's not normal, in the sense of strength, stamina, uh, what's a monster, what's not a monster. Uh, doesn't know really know how to hide his own presence kind of deal. Uh, because apparently you find out later in the first episode that his aura is at the, the people who actually can read auras. Uh, he doesn't know how to conceal his aura all that much. And it's basically the aura of a giant white bangled tiger, which is extremely strong in that world, apparently. So he, and... He enchants his own little handkerchief because it's, it's whatever. There's a, it's the rag that somebody pulls out of their pocket or something that's supposed to be clean and helps you wipe something off. Well, he has a cleaning rune that he enchants on the, uh, on the, um, on the, um, on the handkerchief that dispels curses and stuff from other runes and other things like that. Well, he helps a girl that 
gets ambushed by a giant um, grasshopper, which just happens to randomly appear in the city in an alley. So he beats it down and then literally kicks it out of the city in like four motions. Picks the girl up in the sense like held out his hand, picks her up and says, oh, hey, you got a little something here. He takes his uh, handkerchief, wipes her face a little bit because she's stunned to what she just saw. Wipes her wipes her face a little bit, and in the process, cures her of a curse because she happens to have a literal leather belt that is poorly wrapped around her head, and she had had this on her head that allowed her to still grow when she was a little kid, like or something, somehow she got a belt stuck to her head, and she can't get it off, so she was known as the belt princess, because of that. This kid literally removes the curse by wiping his handkerchief on her face, which removes the curse, so when you, next scene you see she's in her room, her little apartment room or whatever she has before the training event, or testing event, is that is her little tiny backstory? Why what's going on with her the belt on her head, or why she's called that? And she's like, if only I had the strength to remove it. And she like, she puts her hands on her head, and then she like pulls at it one more time, and, and it actually comes off extremely easily. And she's like, oh my gosh, who? And because apparently whoever told her. It's gonna cause you. It's gonna. It's gonna be about a great strength that removes this curse from you. She basically takes that and runs with it and says, "Oh, they're my future lover and slash husband." So she goes full on crazy stalker kind of jealousy mode. If any other girl talks to him, even if they literally just met, and she goes crazy jealous. Like, I want to kill you. Stay away from my man. They literally just met. And she immediately falls in love with him. And because she thinks that's absolute destiny. In the sense that. Oh my gosh. He's the one that removes the curse. So he's immediately the one I need to fall in love with. So she's going to be the main protagonist heroine person. And he's going to be the main hero. Uh, hero. So, of the entire story. And it looks like it's going to be a slight harem situation, I guess. I have no idea. This guy is just overly nice because he's taught to be nice to people in general. But, he still doesn't understand his own strength sometimes. So, it's going to lead to a lot of hijinks in in that sense. So, uh, I have no idea. But this is all from the first episode. The other one I watched yesterday... Was was about this these two girls who go back and forth between an otherworld portal like um, the best way I can explain it is I've never really seen Stranger, Th- Stranger Things, but I think 
slightly Stranger Things, but not horror horror film like that. This is more like all of a sudden out of nowhere, you can be you open a door and you walk in, and all of a sudden you're in a house, not really a hellscape, but could be basically a poke. But uh, you're basically an apocalyptic world that has already has vegetation and stuff grown over and stuff. Basically, you get. Yeah, and they call it the other side. And they go back to the other side because they want to get these mirror cubes because this one girl, which is clearly, clearly this girl is military and is undercover for doing this. Clearly she is military. Clearly. Of how she acts. Clearly she's fucking military. And... Oh, I don't know why, but she's clearly fucking military. And I don't know how how this girl doesn't really see it, but she she doesn't question it. So it this is gonna be almost an episodic adventure of those two getting into trouble in the other world and discovering the mysteries of these creatures and how to kill them or how to defeat them or what makes each creature tick and stuff. It I, I don't know. I also been reading three mangas. I've just finished two of them, at least caught up to two of them. One of them is uh, called uh, "Lonely in Another World," basically another isekai. I love my isekais. Uh, actually, both two of them are isekais. The other uh, and the other one is the Summoner, the Black Summoner, or something like that. Uh, Black Summoner has like sixty something episodes, almost sixty ep- sixty chapters. And lonely, lonely in another world is got like forty something chapters. These are like mangas, which is Japanese comic book. I'm reading them. I'm le- reading them online through like Webtoon or this other app, app website, which is nice. And then a third one I'm reading right now, which has a hundred and thirty-one. I accidentally read the hundred thirtieth or hundred thirty-one of. Of these, I forgot by accident. I skipped ahead that far um, when I was trying to start it, and I got fi- I finally got to the next girl, and she dies in the ne- five chapters in to the new girl that he's encountering. It, she dies. She fucking dies. She fucking dies. But yet the story's not over because for some plot reason, plot unknown reason, I don't know what happened, badass comes out of nowhere out of a giant black rift and none of his attacks work on the main character. Oh, the uh, uh, the name is uh, Skeleton Soldier is the name of the, the comic doesn't work on our skeleton friend and all and, and he had recently gotten an ability that allows him to sor- absorb skills and stuff from dead bodies that have died in the last 24 hours and it takes him 24 hours to uh, recu- uh to fully gain those skills so he does that and in the process he steals some mithril armor 
from the captain of the night uh, of these imperial knights, and not knowing that there's a homing beacon in the chest plate of the of the cap uh, captain of the guard, because the captain of the guard is a woman, and her lover most likely, who he's already encountered, tracks the armor down to see who the hell's going going on. He doesn't kill the skeleton because he knows the skeleton is from a necromancer. So he tries to capture that, that thing. But then another character lady comes in, but she's not a necromancer. He thinks she's a necromancer. She's not. She's just an assassin. But she's friends with the necromancer that just died. So, but because... Some of the necromancer essence is inside our skeleton friend. Um, he has to pick up the bounty that that she accepted because she left the assassins before accepting the bounty. So I'm I'm there at this point. I'm right there at this point. So I'm like, oh, I want to finish it now, but I, I also got to see what's airing today. Uh, what's supposed to air today, and if, if anything looks good, uh, see if I can watch it. Also, I got a scout meeting today to talk about the next event and how we're going to pull it off and stuff. Um, uh, yeah. That's all I've been doing, and that's, I just wanted to catch you guys up of what's been going on. Signing out. Hallball.